Hi, this is Reverend Tommy, and I'd like to welcome you back to the garden where we explore the big questions about life. I invite you to open your minds and be receptive to seeing things differently. So let's get metaphysical. Okay, so today's message is called Does Prayer Work? How does it work? Because everybody says it works, but how does it work? So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. In Unity, we teach that life happens from the inside out. That what we are seeing in our external experience is the effect and the result of an internal cause of some sort. Now, this is contrary to what most people, how most people see things. But it actually makes a lot of sense once you actually start to really think about it. To get to the bottom line of this whole thing, of this whole message, is that we are experiencing what we believe. I'm going to say that again because it's that important. We are experiencing what we believe. Now, I didn't make that up. Unity didn't make that up. That's been around for centuries. The Buddha wrote, the mind is everything. What you think, you become. Jesus said, be it done to you as you believe. In modern terms, we say that your beliefs are the language with which you communicate to the universe. That's paraphrased. But our beliefs are what triggers everything our feelings. And I'm not talking about from your head, I'm talking about from your heart. Eric Ryder, Eric, you know, excuse me, Unity writer and minister, Eric Butterworth said, you never get what you pray for. You get what you expect. Now, what does that mean? It means that it's not what you say. It's what you expect in your heart what you truly believe, that will be the outcome. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're, there's a job you want, and you would pray. Normally, most people would say, oh, God, please give me this job. I really, really, really need it. All right? But in your subconscious mind, in your heart, you are feeling like, I'm not going to get that job. There is no way. I, I don't deserve that job. I'm not good enough for that job. Now, you didn't pray that. You didn't say that. But you felt that. And so what do you suppose the outcome of the prayer is going to be? Yeah, I think you can figure that out. So the idea of expressing what you believe is repeated over and over by Jesus. In Matthew 21, 22, he says, if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. In Matthew 7, 7, that's the famous one we all know. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. According to your faith, let it be done to you. And in Mark Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And once again, in Matthew, Jesus says again, 
Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. Really? Seriously? We have that kind of power available to us? Could it be true? If so, how? How is such a thing possible? For me, the answer is very obvious, and it's very short. The answer is we have it inherently. We just don't realize it. Our focus is elsewhere. It's in the external world and not in the internal world. He who is within is greater than he who is in the world. If you're a scripture person, then that scripture right there tells you that things happen from the inside out, that that spirit that you have within has dominion over the external world. Things happen from the inside out. I love the line from the Eagles song, Already Gone. It says, so, so often times it happens that we live our lives in chains and don't even know that we have the key. <laughs> I think that kind of applies here. So to repeat, your belief system is the key to this whole matter. It is the language of the universe. So let me ask you something. Anyone listen out there, podcaster or live streaming or whatever? What is it that you believe? Without putting words in anyone's mouth, this is what I understand most people to believe. Most people believe we are humans and that we are separate from each other, separate from our environment, separate from God. We were created by this eternal, eternal supreme being and originally were in the image and likeness of that being, but that's no longer the case because of the result of the disobedience of the two original people on this planet. So yes, while it's true that we are humans, we are humans on the outside. The question is, is that our true nature? Is that what we fundamentally are? Because if it is, well, that's not a good thing. Because the human body is susceptible to all sorts of things, like diseases, damage. If you hit something too hard or something too hard, something hits you too hard, or vice versa, aging, death. So if we believe we are humans first and foremost with the expectation, now get this, with the expectation of someday being something more than human. So originally we were like God, eternal I guess because God is eternal, but we lost that somehow. However, we have the hope of getting it back or something that not, something to that effect of becoming eternal again. So we lost our eternity, but we can get it back. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but that's very confusing. It seems to me that if we ever had it, we will always have it. We either are eternal or we're not eternal. Which one is it? Well, I propose to you that we are eternal. I think it's more like the eagle song that we live our lives in chains and we don't know that we have the key to this whole thing. That sounds much more reasonable to me. Now understand one thing, I am not being critical of 
traditional beliefs. What I'm doing is taking to heart the idea that if what we believe determines our experiences, then it seems evident to me that we must examine very carefully what those beliefs are. They are, after all, going to determine our experiences. What could be more important? The key could be understanding why negative experiences exist in the first place. That might be the key to this whole thing. So bear with me for a moment because there's more to this confusion that I am trying to do my part to clear up. If asked, most people will tell you that they believe in God. And that's wonderful. That's great. But how would we describe God? In the mind of most, it is this supreme being with the following characteristics. It is all-knowing, it is everywhere present, and it is all-powerful. In other words, it is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. So we've got this supreme being that is everywhere, knows everything, and is all-powerful. This is what most people believe. Yet, at the same time, at the same time, people also believe that there is this other force in the universe working against us. That there is this devil, this evil, that manifests as diseases, as suffering, hatred, bigotry, COVID-19, whatever. And in unity, we don't deny that these manifestations exist. What we do deny is that they have a force, a power unto themselves. This is why unity services began with the affirmation, there is only one power, one presence active in the universe and in my life, God the good omnipotent. The reason being is very simple. Either God is or isn't all powerful. You can't have it both ways. They are mutually exclusive. So here we are again with the idea, what do you believe? If you believe in another power, then that means you don't believe God has all the power. This is simple stuff. It's one way or the other. That's the all-powerful part of this. What about the everywhere present part of this? Is God everywhere present? Yes or no? The belief is that God, yes, is everywhere present. Plainly speaking, it means that there is no room for anything else. If God is everywhere present, then there is no room for anything else. In unity, we say there is no spot where God is not. That being the case, then, as I did my lesson one time about what is God, the question really is not what is God. The question is, well, what is not God? I know I'm getting into metaphysics here and everything, but, but if our belief systems are the foundation of everything, and that's what we're starting to learn, then how can I avoid the subject really? Let's try to bring a little bit of sanity into this whole idea. The thing is that we are upside down in how we see things. We see ourselves primarily as humans and that there exists the possibility of being something greater than a human at some point in time. But the reality is that we already are that something that we want to be. It can't be any other way. Let me quote another rock band, The Police. 
We are spirits in a material world. Jesus said, I am in the world, but I am not of this world. I somehow always knew that. I always felt that in my heart, that there was something amiss here. I never could figure it out until that one time, and it brought me to unity in the first place, when I saw that quote, my father, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, he said, we're not human beings seeking a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. I thought, wow, that's it. We're upside down. That is the truth that will set us free. To which I like to add, it is the truth that we are and always have been free. So let me talk about this prayer business a little bit and see how it relates to who we truly are. Traditionally, growing up in the Catholic Church, I, and still for many people, power, prayer, I mean, was supplication. It was a petition for something that doesn't exist right now. God, give me this. God, give me that. Sometimes it, it was even a bargaining process. I tell you what, if you do this, I'll do that. You know, this is how we were taught to pray, basically. Or that's what the, our, our understanding of prayer was. And it was reinforced by the Old Testament God, which because, because the Old Testament God can be very fickle. I want you to understand that that is an old model of the universe, an old model of the universe that neither I nor unity agree with, nor do we believe is true. We believe in a model that everything is one, and we are powerful spiritual beings first and foremost, who have essentially forgotten that we have the keys to the universe, as the eagle said. So let's change this view of prayer to fit into this new model, new understanding. In unity, we use affirmative prayer as part of our method of prayer. This is not a method of supplication. It is more of a aligning with that which you seek to have. In, in, in quantum physics, there's a thing called the many worlds theory. And so of all the possibilities that exist, they all exist. And so the idea is that you are trying to align yourself with that which you want to bring forth into your life. That's how that kind of works. So back to the example of the job thing, instead of saying, God, give me this job because I really need it, you would say something like, I am open and receptive to that job, that perfect job that awaits me in my understanding for my greater good. I align myself with that vibration. It would be more something along those lines. The Sufi poet Rumi says, that which you seek, seeks you. The world seeks balance. Everything seeks balance. And that what you're looking for is looking for you. So it's all something more like that. The whole point is that we are sending out this vibrational energy all around us all the time. And it is about what we believe. So, the new model of the universe tells us that it is an interactive universe that is not possible to simply observe something without actually altering that which you observe. So consciousness, we're back to that, he who is within is greater than he in the world. So this consciousness that you have is radiating out into the universe, and it's a malleable universe, you could say, and it's altering that which is out there. That is how prayer works, because we have this power within. 
So this is all wonderful stuff. So we have to start practicing this positive thinking. And today, this time right now, is a really great, great place to start. And so as more and more of us get into this frame of mind, this frame of mind that we can alter things and that we are not victims, as, as I read one time, that we are not aliens, or no, refugees in an alien universe. When I read that, I was like, that's how I, we see ourselves. And everything is attacking us. Everything is working from the outside, attacking us. And what we're trying to say in unity is like, no, everything's flipped around. Things work from the inside out and we have to change. So this COVID thing, we could actually alter if enough of us actually put our energy into it. I'd like to say, you know, I could probably build a little shed in the back of my house. I, I, it might not be the, the most, the prettiest thing that you ever saw in your life, but I could probably pull it off. But I can't build a skyscraper. To build a skyscraper, which is right now what this virus basically is, a negative skyscraper, it requires a lot of us, a lot of energy. Can we do it? Of course we can do it. Will we do it? I don't know, but I, I affirm that we will. But we can do it. And remember, we're all in this together. So send your positive energy forth and, may, and say, and so it is. Y'all be safe, be well, and thank you.